Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the Billy D's podcast. Absolutely thrilled that you are here. If you have never checked out the podcast before, we are primarily an interview and a commentary-based podcast. With me on the studio line is Shaman Isis. Shaman, welcome. And you got that down. You got that down. Uh, I don't know why I do that in the beginning. It just feels good. It and it's it, it it's it's one of those things. It's like a signal. Yeah, we're getting charged up. Um, today we're going to be uh, well, obviously we're uh, going to talk about some things. It's a commentary program. Shaman and I banter these things about uh, once a week, and uh, usually we're live on X, and this is eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Thursday night. Do check out your time zone. Going to talk about the outage that happened today, uh, and uh, I do want to talk about Twitter Spaces. And this isn't going to be if you're not interested in social media. This isn't one of those things where we're going to be talking about social media for the sake of talking about social media. Uh, spaces are and next in general has become something that's a little different, and it's it's impacting the election and the way we process news. So I want to talk about that a little bit, and. Uh, the buzz around RFK is who, and here again, this is this is Thursday. What is this? This is uh, February 22nd when we're in production. Uh, I'm not sure how soon he's going to announce, but the word is, is it's going to be relatively soon that he's going to announce for a vice president. Okay, vice president on the ticket. Okay, let's start out with the outage this morning. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, a lot of people woke up with no cell service or they uh, at some point in the in the day it was like eight or nine o'clock in the morning, something like that. And um, AT&T, a number of them, not just AT&T, but a yeah. number of them were hit with no service. And it's amazing how people have gotten attached to their cell phones because... I was going to say, there must have been breakdowns going on all over the country. There was a time when, you know... I. Especially when I was a kid, my my parents didn't know where I was for days at a time, you know, um, but anyway, uh, with that being said, one of my coworkers mentioned to me that she got a call at like 530 in the morning from her daughter on the landline saying, why isn't my phone working? And she's like, I don't know. I'm asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So anyway, but 
uh, on a more serious note, a lot of um, first responders, their communications and uh, ways wow. you call emergency numbers and all these things were impacted. So as it stands right now, uh, before we went live, I checked into this. There's no solid report yet that I can verify. Um, a and T and T, as far as I know, has not given a thorough explanation and, uh, none, mo- yeah, none, none of them have, yeah, none of them have. Um, there's a lot of speculation, uh, the FBI, FCC, other people are, uh, going to be investigating it. They have said that. Yeah, they should. I mean, it's, it could be a test. So yeah. they could be running a little test there. It's too many people and too many different companies to, to make a whole lot of sense. Yeah. There's always the possibility that this was a technical glitch. Okay. Well, well there, there yeah. was an X-Class solar flare, which I know a lot of people think sounds like hooey nonsense, but no. it does actually disrupt uh, communications. I know I, I tend to have problems whenever the sun's going off. So who knows? We Yeah, we don't know. Um, as, and I don't want to get crazy with the speculation here. Uh, like I said, it, it could be a technical glitch. It's unlikely that a technical glitch would affect that many things at once, um, but not impossible because a lot of them share towers. Yeah, Verizon yeah. is one of the providers, so it, it, we don't know. Um, but the other thing on the other side of the coin, like you were intimating, that this could be some sort of a, a cyber attack and this could be something that is a prelude or a test wanting to see how back we got back up and running a little test. How long does it take them to restore? Yeah. How long does it take them to figure out what's going on? <clears throat> so how much panic and gets in, in, ensues. Yep. And enough people were rattled by this that, you know, it does make you wonder if, if a major attack would happen, how would Americans deal with it? Let's say, for example, Shaman, Everybody got up this in the morning. Dead silence outside. Your lights are off. Alarm doesn't go off if you're plugged into the wall. Um, you look outside. There's no lights. Uh, no street lights. Your phone's dead. Uh, you you might be tempted to call your children, your parents, whoever. Can't do it. Hopping in the car and going to find them or check on them might not be so easy because there could be a certain amount of chaos in the streets. The street lights aren't working. Um, how long do you think Americans could, could that, could they do well in a day, three days a week? And here you again, know, honestly, I've gotten a chance to see what that would be like only because I was living in New York when nine 11 happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and people, people are we're especially Americans are surprised. Really, do rise to the occasion. Um, I'm not sure. <clears throat> excuse me, how well our younger generations would deal with it um, because they're so dependent on their phones. But like the coronavirus closures, it could end up being a you know something that helps serve uh, rising to the occasion and people are learning that there's more to life than than being connected to the internet. Well, like I said, it could go beyond that, though. I mean, vital services, uh, especially oh, yeah. you know, fuel. Uh, how, how do you get your fuel? Um, the pumps don't work. Uh, transportation is thrown off. Imagine being in the air with these airplanes and they can't communicate with the tower. Uh, they don't know when to land. They got to land. They're going to run out of fuel. There's how many planes in the air at any given time. Um, I mean, a lot could really 
happen, that's bad. And if this went on over yeah. time, people getting medicine, people getting whatever, you know, I, I, I know you have a certain amount of faith in the resiliency of Americans. And I would have to say that I, I believe there's some, but if, if, if you look at like the Gaza Strip, Israel, Ukraine, Mm -hmm. South Africa, those are battle-hardened people. We're not that. No, no. And we've definitely gotten soft. I mean, it, it's amazing to watch. The, my, son, my son is 17, and I, just to see the difference in the way generationally. I mean, I, I had already had about 50 fist fights by the time I was his age because I was surviving like everybody else in Gen X. Yeah. Uh, and um, and they don't they don't have that. But I do think that the American spirit is still around and people would just find a way to deal. And hopefully I would hope we have emergency plans aligned for you things hope. like airplanes. But you never know. You never know. I um, I wouldn't put th there was a time when I had a lot of confidence and things like that. But I don't I, I, I've said it before. I don't think anybody knows shit when it comes right down to it. Um, yeah. You would have to rely on the resiliency of local people who rose mm -hmm. to the occasion oh, yeah. and organized, yeah. you know, ways to take care of the elderly and people who are infirmed. Um, and it would be uh, it'd be something different. That is for sure. I don't know how well we would deal with it. I found out some information. I found out that um, the FBI said a couple of weeks ago that they had uh, suspicions for the first time that hackers in China and other places may be targeting individuals. And, and typically the, always, the thing has always been either large institutions, large companies, whatever. Um, but they found some evidence that certain routers may have plants in them. And you got to keep in mind that like with so many other Every, things, everything in America was built somewhere else. Exactly. And a lot of those, <laughs> a lot of that someplace yeah. else has to do with China. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was talking to some of my buddies that uh, do security for a living, cybersecurity. And they were saying that that's something that they've been told is mm -hmm. that uh, there could be things in some of these routers. So, uh, yeah, it, it's kind of scary. Um, and like I said, I've, I've often said that if this country is ever attacked, I, I don't know that what we normally think of as an attack, like with missiles, I mm -hmm. think it's going to be ones and zeros first. And once, oh, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. One, once, once they get us on our back, like I said, going for a week or two with not food supplies, uh, fuel supplies and everything else being disrupted. That's when the, then the terrorist would, would step in. So, I mean, and I, I think that highlights, to be honest, it just me, it just drives home. I talk often about community and how they science has shown that having community and it being a part of, of what we do as people um, raises the vibration, the frequency, which is a scientific thing. It's not just a woo-woo thing. Sure. Um, it, it brings more harmony and love and uh, peace to environments. And, it, and this this whole, the whole digital age of people, I mean, I, I was just looking yesterday, I was walking through New York and I looked at this wide uh, expanse of, of a city block and every single person was looking at their phone. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. And I was the only person looking at the sky, the sun, the, you know, the, the, the yeah. things around me. And, and, uh, I think, uh, you know, we, we have to get to a place where we see that that's actually a problem and that we need to return. Community is important, especially because we need to be prepared for all particular things that could happen. And this is just a good example of why it's so important. Yeah. Yeah. 
So we said, and and I, from what I understand, uh, a couple of days ago, FBI said they, they, they something might be happening. So whether this was connected or not, we don't know at this time. But I, I got to tell you, it's something that we we uh, got to keep vigilant in terms of uh, how we monitor this and move forward. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, we're going to talk about spaces a little bit. And for those who are listening um, on 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 the podcast version of this, even if you're not a a social media uh, enthusiast. The one thing that has happened with X, which was the former Twitter, it was purchased by uh, Elon Musk and he is trying to transform it into more a dynamic platform. Uh When Twitter first debuted, it was considered a micro blogging service, which basically meant people made short little points, little uh, statements, they might include a link to their blog at that time. Um, when Twitter first debuted, it was like 2007, 2008, something like that. Blogging was very big at that time and it fit blogging very well because uh, you, you could uh, write a trending topic, uh, write, write a blog about it, uh, tweet about it and put that link to your blog in your tweet. Well, now um, uh, I kind of like how Twitter is working for podcasting in very much the same way, but Twitter has become X now has become more dynamic. It does have long form content. You can do longer tweets, articles. Uh, when it comes to video, which in its early days, it didn't do at all. Then it would did for a minute or two. And now you can put long form video, which is, um, you know, what we do here with the podcast. We're streaming live on X. Uh, Tucker Carlson has uh, entered the X uh, arena. Don Lemon, more and more people from what you might call traditional media are entering yeah. X, and uh, I think it's it's given a good voice to people who maybe in the past were overlooked by traditional media. Oh, sure. sure. I I think it's done a good job with that. And one of the features that X has is spaces. Now, this was the spaces started before the the purchase when it was still Twitter. But spaces are essentially audio forums. You have a host. You may have a co-host. A couple speakers come up. I believe you can have close to a dozen. And, of course, as many people you can fit into the space as listeners. Uh, You can certainly do so. Elon Musk has done a few of them. You are a space, a space uh, host yourself, Shaman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit how it works for you and what your subject matter is like, and then I'll go into my next point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love spaces. And just to, to highlight, you know, my whole history is marketing and PR. Just really quick, um, I've watched the demise of mass media in particular. A lot of the outlets that most people, the average person would go to to get their news, and they've just, not only have they died, but they only tended to cover uh, things that are happening in very specific parts of the country, New York, uh, Los Angeles, you know, the typical suspects, maybe yeah. South Florida. And so when you see their reach, it's incredibly limited and it's very narrow. You look at something like a Twitter's reach and it's not just national it, and it's not just, you know, it's, like, it's in every city in every part of the country. It's international. So um, I've really learned to, to enjoy Twitter. And one of the things that I enjoy the most about it is being a, an ex spaces host because I get to meet people from all over the world. I get to hear all different types of opinions. I set up the space, give it a topic, usually something uh, uh, uh 
pop culture or, you know, most often wellness based because that's really my specialty. And like I've recently been talking about psychic abilities uh, or intuition. And I've had people from all over the world come and join and and enjoy a positive conversation. And, you know, you have the controls as a host to be able to, to, you know, halt anything that's not um, appropriate, that kind of thing. So it's really great. I love it. Yeah. Spaces have become uh, something where people are discussing current events and current events often translates into politics. So I, I did a little experiment over the last week and I, I've, done, I've hosted a few spaces. I haven't done a lot of them. I've been preoccupied with the podcast, obviously, and uh, the other things that I'm doing. But and the podcast for me anyway has been around a long time in its current form. It's almost 10 years. And uh, so, yeah, that's something that I concentrate on. That's something that gets a priority. But I decided to go into some spaces that I wouldn't ordinarily go into. And I would advise this as far as life in general goes. I think it's a bad idea to always hang out in places where people always agree with you. I, 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 I don't think that's a good thing to do. I think I think you got to step out of that from time to time. So I went in some spaces where I kind of suspected that somebody like me would not be well received. <laughs> I love it. And, Here's wild man, Billy D. Yeah, not that I'm, a, you know, a, a radical of any kind, but a lot of these spaces were a little bit radical. Uh, at the very least, they had some uh, very naive assertions about how the world works. <laughs> And I, I, you know, and I understand, well, you could say that, maybe they say that about you. Well, I got to tell you, there's a subjective part naturally, but then there's other parts for these people are just, you know, the, I, I don't want to describe it. To, I don't want to call anybody out, but some of the things that were, that were talked about were just never going to happen. You know, so there's, <laughs> there's, know. there's people that want to isolate the country in a way like, you know, they want to put a moat at, at the Northern and Southern border. Oh, uh, <laughs> Bringing all our bases to guard. The Don't you border. remember when you were in your twenties and thirties, and you'd have a cocktail and you could solve all the world's problems? Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, I, I spoke up, and, and I got to say, I, I, most of the people were very polite. Most mm -hmm. of the people were very polite. I had this uh, this old uh, dude. I'll, I'll call him an old dude, but I'm probably older than he is. But he he certainly had that. Uh, cantankerous type of uh you know persona about him and i went through my spiel and uh you know the host called up okay we're gonna have so-and-so come up here and this is what he did billy d's you are wrong <laughs> <laughs> and i love it you are wrong, wrong. And I, uh, and I wish I could, um, it wasn't my space, so I didn't record it, but I, I thought about putting, you know, creating something with AI we could have on here and have a little sample of it. Billy D's, you are wrong. Yeah, I could have a shaman <laughs> say it to me. Um, so that was funny. And then I had this other guy, uh, he told me, he said, you know, you, Billy, I got to tell you, you have a great voice and uh, it, it it's almost it almost makes me believe what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a good voice. <laughs> I almost believe what you're saying, but you're wrong. You're just totally, you're not with it. So, all right, that's fine. 
But anyway, um, yeah, it was an interesting experience and I, and, and I make light of it, but I got to tell you by the same token, the benefit, there are some amazingly intelligent people out there on these bases. I mean, oh, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. Uh, there are some real smart people out there. And it's just like anything else. I don't care if it's blogging or podcasting or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah uh, TikTok. Yeah. There, there's a lot of screwball stuff on there. Absolutely. Positively. There's no question. But there's people on there that are just brilliant. They're, they're absolutely brilliant. And they're giving uh, some very comprehensive insights into things. And if you're one of these people that, uh, you know, you, you enjoy listening to these type of things, but you're limited to cable news, you're, you're really denying yourself yeah. some really good conversation. Um, yeah, I uh, would agree with that. Some of the best, most diverse, interesting conversations I've heard in the last year have all happened in spaces. Rarely have I seen them happen, especially on cable TV, which is oh, it's no. a whole it's a whole episode of uh, Billy Dees. Yeah, it, it's uh, the I, you know what? If I was in cable news right now, if I was producing those things, I, I would be very concerned uh, because the ratings for cable news it, are are going down, down. Even even Fox, yeah. which at one time was the king of the hill, they're probably still, as far as ratings goes, one of the better ones. But yeah. they're not they're not what they were five year five years ago. Yeah. No. Yeah, well, people, people really, you know, and I, and we've talked about Hollywood too. You know, the the establishment that took for granted that people were going to continue to be okay with hierarchies and being told how to think doesn't seem to be catching on that anything that involves saying, you know, we're better or we think you should think like us is really, you know. Um, turning a lot of people off and mm -hmm. people are really wanting, they're desiring intellectual conversation. Yes. Do a lot of people want to hear what they want to think? Um, that's true too. But, um, but you know, you go to a place like TikTok and you've got one of the hottest stories on TikTok is a girl sharing uh, the demise of her relationship in 60 chapters. And she's like a huge star for like a week. Cause that's yeah. how social media works. You kind of have to choose. Do you want to be a long-term place for people to go? Or do you want to be the hot shit for a second? Yeah. <laughs> And they in the cable people don't seem to be getting that 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 it, it, or, nor Hollywood that people want they they want to see authenticity. Yes, I would totally agree with that. And uh, I, I'm not going to talk about Hollywood too much in today's program, but I got to tell you that the magic of Hollywood is in the palm of your hand. The magic is gone. Uh, anybody can create the magic technically now. Uh, what you're holding in the palm of your hand was more advanced than what most Hollywood studios had 20 years ago. 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and that gap is getting narrower and narrower. And there's a lot of creative people out there that just weren't born with mommy and daddy, uh, you know, uh, at the seat of uh, who's making the decisions at a big studio. And now that's not necessarily necessary anymore. Yeah. And there's a good chance that a lot of young people out there know who somebody like Jake Paul is. 10 times more likely than they do uh, Brad Pitt or Denzel Washington or any of those people. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. And, and well, you, just really quick, cause it sure. bears mentioning universal yanking their music from TikTok has done nothing but uh, emphasize the independent artists yep. and hurt their, their big, large established artists and music is going to continue to become something that people can, you can be a star all on your own, do your own platform. You don't need anybody. Yep. 
That's absolutely right. And getting anyway. back getting back to cable news, um, you know, I don't know what happened to CNN. It, it used to be you had Fox, you know, on the right, and then you had MSNBC and CNBC and all these other things that are way out on the left. And CNN was kind of like the boring, but the good guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, you know, CNN was, was the place where you had some stuff. Uh, okay. Up at the top of the hour. But whatever came out of his mouth was for the most part, pretty true. And I think that changed in 2016 when Trump got elected, they, they just decided we're going to take a side. Oh yeah. They incinerated that network. Yeah. And I, it might have worked for a while, but the problem is when you rail against a villain, when the villain's gone, what do you rail against? And uh, this is where they got themselves in a lot of trouble, uh, you know, post COVID, when there was nothing to rail against anymore in terms of, unless you all you want to do is chase Trump around and, and follow all his uh, legal problems. They're yeah. really, you know, there comes a point where, okay, what's happening? What's happening in the world besides this? I, I still can't believe we're still talking about Trump and Biden. Can't believe it. Yeah, uh, no. and, and nothing against those two guys in particular, if you're a big fan of one or the other. But the fact of the matter is, is we got 300 and some odd million people in this country. And this is the best we got. We got to recycle these two guys. Yeah, I know. It's sad. That's why RFK, you know, I think he's got, he's got legs. Yes, he does. He and does. It, and partly because the two other candidates, they, they, they no, I, I don't know of too many people that are gung-ho about this choice. No. No. Uh, I mean, uh, there, you, of course, Trump has his hardcore f- followers. And then on the left, on the, on the, you know, the Democrats, they got the anti-Trump people that are just as hardcore. Oh, and the delusion that goes on when you, I had a conversation with two women who I adore them, but both of them are are left-leaning liberals. And I asked them a couple of questions about Biden and they were like, oh, he's very pro, you know, he's very much about guarding the borders. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Where where have you been? And and then we had a a couple more moments of that. And I was like, I said, you know, I don't think he can make it through another presidency. And I have so much respect for the office of the president. And they were like, oh, he's fine. And I was like, okay, we're just going to, let's just stop. Because I like, I like a rational and yeah. reasonable. You can, you can have an opinion, but if you're not rational and reasonable, I'm not sure how much conversation I can have. I, uh, I've, I've said this before. I, I kind of almost feel bad for Biden because he's in a place where yeah. he should not be. He's in a place where he I don't think he feels like he has a choice. Do you do you think he feels like he has a choice about running? I don't think he wants to. I don't get that from his energy. I feel like he's like in his mind, he's like, I'm worn the F out and I just want to fucking lay down. Excuse my yeah. French. But I really think that's what he's thinking. From what I understand, there's a lot of talk that there was an unspoken agreement that because of the fact that they didn't have a viable candidate in 2020, that was you know, on fire and, and then COVID was going on and all this other stuff. But he was the anti-Trump vote. Yeah. Okay. So the agreement was unspoken that you, we're going to give you the, the anti-Trump vote. We're going to let you win. 
but then you're done. One and done. Okay. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now he isn't talking about leaving. Well, yeah. And I think if Kamala had worked out a little bit, yeah, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. So what do the Democrats do? I, I We've talked about this before. I'm not exactly sure what they can do in, in terms of manipulating the ticket. Once the primaries start, I don't know how that works. I, I've heard rumors yeah. about Michelle Obama. I've heard rumors about Gavin Newsom. Um, I, I don't know, but I, 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 I'm going to be very honest and truthful here. I'm not sure that Joe Biden will survive through the election, let alone another five years. Oh, and, and can we really afford to have, have him, you know, and I'm really not making fun. No. I'm not, I'm very respectful of the service he's done. Do I agree? Whatever, do, you know, am I the world's biggest fan? No, not necessarily. But do we, can we really afford to have him falling in front of world leaders and mumbling and stumbling and unable to answer questions? And the fact that the Democrats can't even have a conversation about something that everyone else in the world yeah, can that's see strange. is it's, delusional it is which Um, is where this is where rfk really does have a chance of just coming out of nowhere like a horse in a race and just taking the whole thing yeah i believe that joe biden would probably survive a lot longer if he wasn't president yeah if he was sitting on a back porch and just relaxing uh but when you have the schedule of the president of the united states and and you're that feeble i i i well, the, the, enough said. Uh, it's very concerning. Yeah. You mentioned RFK. Um, I ran into some adults, and I don't mean like 20-year-old adults. I mean like 30s, 40s, so on, that didn't know who RFK was. What? Yeah, I, 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 I've I run into more than one socially. <laughs> what the heck? And, and I said, have you, have, you heard, uh, have you checked out Kennedy? Kennedy, is that like, you know, the Kennedys? And I'm like, yeah. That's the Kennedys. <laughs> and I have to well, explain. I, that, I think that's a testament to how little coverage the cable news and yes. those guys are giving him. Because yes. that's what that speaks to. There's no other way that they could not know who he is unless all they do is watch cable TV. And I said, yeah, that's Bobby Kennedy's uh, son. And it's uh, JFK's nephew. And he's running for president. And I have to go through this whole thing. Uh, and I, I, I'm shocked. I, I, like I said, when it first happened, I just figured it was an isolated case, but now it's happening, happening with, of course I'm around, like I talked to you, I talked to a lot of people on, on, you know, that are in doing what we do. So naturally they're up on what's going on. Uh, so when I'm, you know, hanging around the local place here and I'm talking to just people that, you know, hang around at work and all this and I, uh, Kennedy, uh, is he related to the king? Uh-huh, uh-huh, and he's running for president? Is he a Republican or is he a Democrat? And they don't know anything. Uh, so anyway, RFK is running as an independent, for the record. RFK is the son of Bobby Kennedy, who was assassinated in 1968. Um, as a matter of fact, his father and Martin Luther King were assassinated about a month apart in 1968. And very... Um, uh, Chaotic times for sure. And that was, you know, during Vietnam and everything else. So that was, that was a crazy time in our history. And uh, did you see the the pictures of him 
jumping out of the helicopter with the Navy SEALs? I was so happy. First of all, I love our military and I love our yeah. Navy SEALs. And I lived in San Diego at one point and met so many amazing people in the military, Army, Air Force, uh, Navy. And uh, and so I was happy to see him doing that and to see him jump out of the plane that high. Because I don't know if a lot of people realize, but water yeah. hurts when, it, when it's that oh. high, especially yeah. with the helicopter tossing the water around. And he just went for it. And I was like, psyched to see that. And his, his energy when he was talking to our veterans was so authentic, which I think is why I think he may, he may honestly pull forward. I may have to get behind him as a candidate. Yeah. He's, uh, I'm, uh, he's, he's starting to get on my radar a lot more as, you know, I talk about him a lot, but I mean, as far as, yeah, this is somebody that might, I might want to get behind really. Um, and I will actually, my wife and I already, have given some money to the campaign. And I, I you know, I, I, I did it kind of, ca- oh, I didn't, my wife did it. And uh, of course she, we, we talked about, it. she goes, well, I think I'm going to give some eyes. All right, go, go ahead. Uh, but now I'm getting a little bit more passionate about it. I'm a little bit more invested in it. Uh, we'll see what happens here because I got to tell you, the two party system is for the birds. It is absolutely yeah, it for is. the birds. Um, and you know, I've said this before, but if you're going to tell me Biden is any better than Trump, come on, man. Oh, it's all, it's just a, it's a hot mess. And the American people not only need better, deserve better, but we're in a very serious situation yeah. as a country. We're, we've lost our American dream. We have a lot of delusion, um, about the, or, illusions uh about the country whatever something like that (laughs) um our younger generations are really really concerned and they have right to be because rents have gone up to like half people are spending half their paycheck to pay for their rent and they're spending another 25 percent to pay for food food's gone up 50 percent um you know down to 30 percent higher um formula i was watching today i think a formula which used to cost nine dollars is now 32 dollars for formula and uh and our our politicians aren't doing anything about it they're not they're not doing anything to limit the corporate greed which has just run insanely rampant in the last couple years and that's statistics based that's not opinion based that's fact based we need a president um, and a political system that will actually help realign America for, you know, for a beautiful future because yeah. we deserve it. You know, we are a good country that cares. We're filled with millions of people who who are, uh, you know, who do love America and they deserve better than what we're getting right now. Well, one of the things that I noticed when I was going through spaces and I will continue to do so, I, th- I at least listen in on them. I don't know if I'll actively get involved in them, but um, one of the things I noticed is the very false security that people have, whether they're on the right or on the left, about how strong this country is economically and militarily. It is, and I'm not saying we're weak, but the idea that we're untouchable um and we can do anything we want, whether remaining an active participant in the world or becoming isolationist or whatever, uh, without consequence. Uh, right now, I got to tell you the the best way, and I'm not an economist, but from what I've been able to gather, you know, watching this and researching it is technically the economy is good. But the way I would describe it is this. It's kind of like having a real fancy building, <laughs> but you're not on bedrock. Yeah. And in the in the past, we've always been on bedrock with the U.S. dollar throughout the world. Mm-hmm. So even when the economy was bad, even though we might have needed a new roof on the economy or we needed new windows, 
the building was sitting on bedrock. And yeah. now it's a house of cards. We have a fancy building. You can talk about the interest rates and the unemployment and all these other things. They're all good. But the United States dollar right now, the, the basement is leaking. Yeah. And, and, and let's just for the record, inflation is completely invented. You know, they can swap out yeah. categories that ca that are used to calculate inflation if they don't like how the numbers turn out, which once I found that out, I can't even take anything related to inflation very seriously. Yeah. Well, more and more countries now are avoiding the United States dollar internationally. And this includes transactions involving oil. Uh, Russia yeah. is doing that with countries in Africa. Uh, there's agreements between Russia and I believe China. And it used to be that everything got filtered through the dollar. You know, if you had, oh, uh, yeah. you had something, well, how many dollars is it worth? So that means we'll give you this and our money because it's worth this many dollars. That's not, that's not happening anymore. And once, yeah. once, and we've always been, and we've used that, we've weaponized it. We've always kind of been like the kid that had the ball and you either oh, play the ball, the game my way, or I'm taking my ball and going home. People are saying, see ya. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And, 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 and the majority of our politicians and our uh, media are spending their time yakking about uh, arguing over Donald Trump versus Biden. And there's so many other issues yeah. that need to be dealt with. So I'm with you. I'm not trying to be a pessimist. I just I've, I've done studies on all of this. I've seen the actual facts and and we we're in a very precarious place. Now, I'm very happy to hear about Wyoming because finding all those precious um, I was gonna say precious minerals. Uh, I'm forgetting what the word is. Uh, it's the stuff that's used in our cell phones. And, and oh, OK, all you're technology. talking about the, the, the rare earth elements and things like that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, rare earth elements that they found in Wyoming, which could really put, I mean, it really is that big of a deal. It's what put it put China back uh, back in the financial yeah. you know bonanza. And it really could help reposition us as long as it doesn't go like everything else. That's a, bona a financial bonanza run by a couple of people who control everything. Yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. Uh, that is for sure. Shaman, where can people find you? Oh, they can find me at uh, shamanisis.com. Um, and I've got a, a new episode of Citizen Journalist coming out Tuesday. Interview Pulitzer uh, Award-nominated journalist um, Rose Horowitz uh, about the state of media. So stay tuned wow. for that. Well, that is absolutely fantastic. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Real easy to find. Uh, well, it's X now. Uh, at Billy D's got some real and I got some uh, I got a fantastic spaces host coming up and I'm going to have that out this weekend and I have a friend of uh, RFK that's going to be on the program following that I also got two author interviews one's a humor writer um, so and one's an actor and an author so yeah got a lot of good stuff coming up do follow me on Twitter at Billy D's and you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting network, whatever that may be. Shaman, as always, thank you for hanging out today. Thank you, Billy. All right. And thank you for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. 
I'm Billy Dees and host of the self-titled podcast, The Billy Dees Podcast. We are primarily an interview and a commentary-based podcast featuring authors and creators talking about their craft, advocates for community issues, and myself and an array of co-hosts discussing current events. There's no partisan ranting and raving going on here, just great content. You can find The Billy Dees Podcast on your favorite platform and on Twitter at Billy Dees. Thank you, and I hope you listen in.